Welcome to the Out There But Not podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Amy. Here you'll find no topic is off the table as we explore spirituality, the paranormal, and our connections with the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Out There But Not. Hey. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I am so happy. I know. It's almost like overkill. Uh, like, what is going on? What are we talking about today? It's freaking Valentine's Day, so we need to talk about love. Love, love, love. Oh, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I mean, I love love. I think this is what happens when you've been in a relationship. We were figured this out today. Mm-hmm. 19 years. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's kind of psychotic, actually. But, you know, it's <laughs> funny, but we just find a way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It honestly, like, it is pretty amazing. It's uh, definitely has its ups and downs, like anything. Mm-hmm. I was married, and now I am divorced, and I am in a fabulous, wonderful relationship with a beautiful man. And um, yeah, I just think it's amazing how life, you know, kind of twists and turns throughout when we think about our relationships. Yeah. And right now, I mean, we're talking about like in honor of Valentine's Day, we're talking about like love as in relationships love, right? Like we can love our children, we can love friends, we can love our family. But right now we're romantic romance. We're talking about romance. Romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But were you... When you were younger, were you one of those who were like, I'm going to get married and fall in love? No. You know, like some girls would like plan out their wedding day. Yeah. Their dress was going to look like. And I remember thinking like, oh, I wonder what my future husband Mm -hmm. is going to look like. One of the things I actually love about my love story, if you will, Mm -hmm. is that we both sort of came into each other's lives when we were probably both at a point where we didn't want anything serious and we didn't want a serious relationship. And I was younger, so I had like this criteria in my head of they have to, they cannot be, you know, any more than five years older than me. They, you know, have to be dating them for at least five years before I would even consider the idea of marriage. I was very stuck on that. Like, no way, because you never know. Wow, you and I are so opposite. Sometimes it blows my mind. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. And, you know, my girlfriends that I grew up with, they laugh about this. And it was even my maid of honor brought it in her speech when I got married is my husband and I, we were dating for like two months Mm -hmm. and they were away in Europe and I met him and back we weren't texting or anything. Right. So we would old school email each other and how are they doing and stuff. And I remember writing them and saying oh my god i like i've met this guy and he's like so funny and we just kind of laugh all the time together and he's super cute and he goes against all my criteria and i I wrote out like it's against everything that i said that i would do but i actually think he could be like somebody i would marry which was crazy for me to say like for that to come out of my mouth i wasn't like I had another girlfriend who almost every guy she met, she was like planning her future with them within a week. <laughs> I was just not that girl. So it was funny because, yeah, like two months in and we weren't like acting serious or anything, but I just kind of knew. 
Oh, that's cute. It was kind of cute. We were like met at work, you know, mm-hmm. checked each other out at the photocopier. Like that type of vibe. We totally did the like, secret make out in the bathroom. You didn't. Totally. Oh, man. Did the naughty. Naughty. No, you did not. Did you really? Totally. Oh, I fucking love you. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like super into it. And my partner was like, he was into it for sure, but I felt like he's like, oh my God, we're going to get busted. And I was just like, whatever. <laughs> Again, how different you and I are blows my fucking mind. <laughs> Wait, but you've not done that? A little risque? Um, no. This is no. too delayed. <laughs> the, the fact that you're no. like searching really hard for that is like no. hilarious to me. No. I mean, like, I was the girl that was like, I'm going to get married. And like, I already like was planning my wedding when I was like 13. Like it was like, I wanted to get married and have kids. Like that's what I wanted in my life. And so I like, that's just how I walked into any relationship. So like I was pretty, and I had a pretty overprotective dad and older brother. And so like when I finally, you know, got into my like my very first serious high school boyfriend, I thought I was going to marry him. Like it was just like, I was that kind of Everyone like romantic. Everyone's like about their high school. I know, but like I really believed it. <laughs> so, like I was like, this is happening. And so, you know, I just kind of had like this like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I've just, I, I don't want to say I'm a hopeless romantic because I'm certainly not. I can be like really skeptical and I believe I am hard to live with in certain moments. I know that for a fact. But when I was young, I really, like I wanted to get married and that, that was very important to me. And so I kind of had like that goal in mind. And um, I also think it maybe had to do with the fact that my parents were divorced and that kind of sucked. But my dad married my stepmom when I was like seven and they, they're still together. They've been to together for Oh, my Lanta, well over 30 years. And so, you know, but at the time when I was younger, like I felt like marriage was really important and like love was very important to me. And obviously, you know, thinking yeah. about my upbringing, I see why I was yeah. so attracted to that idea of like finding someone who made me feel safe. And so, yeah, when when I met my ex-husband and we really had the same type of like vision, like in line for family, what that looked like. Once I got into it and I and and finally I'm like, okay, great, I'm married and great, I have like this beautiful home and great, I have like these beautiful children. I was like, but how come I'm not happy still? And I had to realize, you know, kind of that process of, oh, things don't make me happy. I make me happy. And it's about addressing some like self-love needs that I had that I was yeah. like compensating for things. And like the outcome of my life is like magical. Like I honestly can't be more grateful. Um, but you know, for me, I've, I've always been like a diehard, like I believe in love type of person. And so I was, I was a good girl, Amanda. I (laughs) I I was a good girl. Well, I mean, not that you were bad, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I definitely did the whole went away to Australia. Oh, there you go. You know, just got to get all that shit out. Yeah. All the stories we could go in. Oh, well, I, I, we need popcorn, maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah, another right. episode. Yeah. I just think that when it comes to relationships and love, I think it's key. Something you, you just said was like learning to like love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't really be whole in a relationship until you're really content with that. And that's yeah. so easy to say, but almost so many people struggle with like loving themselves. 
Yeah, I think we put a lot of pressure on the idea of once I find this person, then I'll be complete. You know, I always say, I say this to my daughter, actually, because she's sort of, you know, figuring out the dating world. And I say, there's this small window in life where it will be just you. No. Right? It's a very small window. So if you can take advantage of that window before you get into any type of long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and learn to love yourself and put yourself first in Mm -hmm. your own personal relationship, Mm -hmm. you'll do magical things when you find a partner. That's very good advice. Because even when I met my now husband, I was so far from wanting a relationship. I was like held to the now. In fact, truth be told, he was dating people and I was dating people and I would come back and share my dating stories with him and mm-hmm. he would share his with me and mm-hmm. we would laugh about them together. Mm-hmm. I was kind of having fun dating. Cute. Well, guys, yeah. At once. Have fun. Because I really didn't want like any serious thing. I wanted to just have fun and make no commitments because I was mm-hmm. learning to like like who I was mm-hmm. and know what I want. And I didn't want to have to... I think sometimes people think that what they want and what they need when it comes to love they have to find from somebody else totally and then they put a lot of energy and weight into Mm -hmm. that which Mm -hmm. sometimes is also unfair to your partner totally because then your partner's never going to live up to the expectations that you're putting on them right you need to make me happy yeah and that's kind of unfair super unfair learning how to love yourself before you want to love and that doesn't happen most of the time i'm going to share with you a plato quote here we go (laughs) Okay, go spit it out at giggly pants over there. Okay, so Plato tells us that we began in circles. And when we strive to be like the gods, we were punished by a thunderbolt that cut us down, dead center, right in half. We scattered to the ends of the earth, searching and searching for our other half. Isn't that sweet? It is sad, isn't it? So, and then the idea is that Plato says, well, if you go with the flow and follow your destiny, it will lead you back to each other, to your other half. Yeah, I believe that. I think that when you don't put so much emphasis and over focus on finding your person or like what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to be, you kind of let go, which is easier said than done. Uh, Let go of what you... want i say that quotes because sometimes what we think we want and what we actually need are two different things a billion percent so but if you just sort of let it go and don't have as much expectations Mm -hmm. i think things just come to you for you they come yeah i agree can we talk about i don't even want to talk about this but people bring it up a lot and we're talking about love twin flames have you heard of it no you're familiar you're not Actually, it rings a bell, but not enough that I would be like, yes, I I know what we're talking about. (laughs) Okay, so I'm actually going to literally read you the definition. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Like, just initially, like, how this makes you feel. So a twin flame is a concept that describes a certain type of intense connection between two individuals who are supposedly two halves of one whole. Uh, a twin flame is not necessarily like that's like it's not clearly defined. It's more of like a like a concept or like a spiritual concept. Like a twin flame relationships are often used these days. It, it doesn't have to be 
saved. Thank you very much. And sorry, to an extension of that, it says it's also quite uncommon for twin flames to be in a lifelong relationship. So like the idea of the the concept put forward by Plato that I read for you, that's the idea of finding your soulmate, your other half. A twin flame is talking about the idea that you have almost like a clash of one coming together, okay, that is so intense that it can be like you keep finding each other in life. You're like attracted to it in different parts of your life. You keep finding each other and finding each other. And then but it never really results in um, balance. It's more of like a clash as an example, an intensity. And so, but this is a thing about twin flames is most people use the term twin flames to rationalize a toxic relationship. And then continue to stay in it? Yeah, because they're like, well, there must be some meaning here because he's my twin flame and this must mean something and be like, but it's like awfully toxic and not healthy oh, and people are hold on. Reasons. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. That's 100%. Trying to like justify. I mean, I get that. I think sometimes there's moments where I get people justify different things for behaviors. Mm-hmm. True. But I, I feel like the term twin flame, it's often like misused as something that is justifying a relationship that is not treating two individuals well yeah it's not working (laughs) um yeah but then some people see it like oh okay like a soulmate and they some people think a twin flame and a soul soulmate are the same thing and you know i'll say too searching for your soulmate is more of like an idea than a result and twin flame is more of like a result of a tumultuous relationship thinking about even how like of a hopeless romantic i was when i was younger and like finding my person i don't really ever use the term soulmate with my partner i'll be like yeah you're my person and he's like, yeah you're my person that's what yeah. i was gonna say i'm like you're my person and he jokes about this he's like freaking Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, oh, because what Grey's Anatomy is there saying about? That's where the person came from. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so we were newly dating. I just moved into my first place and we had no for I had no furniture. And I won't forget this. Uh, we were, my apartment was in English Bay in downtown Vancouver. And so he came and got the keys with me and I had the top of a, the, kitchen table but it hadn't put the legs on yet mm-hmm. and we went to Steffo's the bell yeah. and we got taken out and we went back and then I had like we just plugged in the TV and we basically ate Steffo's on the floor of my kitchen thing and we watched Grey's Anatomy the first episode oh my god so cute Amanda because you know the first episode anyways they're like I could go into the whole the whole thing but she's like oh my person you're my lobster from front but see, like I have watched that I have watched Friends series so many times that I can pick out every single error. For example, we're talking about friends and we we're just talking about soulmates. So Monica, can you hear me out? I'm gonna go off on a tangent for just a second here. Everybody, please, if just hold hold on. <laughs> so there's a point where Monica is getting ready for um I think Monica and Chandler are either I think they're engaged. Like it's like really early on. And there's like a Phoebe Phoebe dates this guy who she believes is Monica's soulmate and he is like British and he works in the food restaurant industry 
And Chandler's like panicking because this guy is like perfect for Monica and Chandler's not. And Monica calms down Chandler at the end and says, you know, I don't believe in soulmates. I believe that you and I fell in love and we work hard to maintain our relationship. I don't believe there's one person that I'm meant to be with, only one person. And I remember when she said that, I was like, wow, like, like way to really ground out love. You know what I mean? Like that you two people choose each other and and put each other, you know, first and work at it. It's not easy. And when we think about like what, you know, we romanticize about love and our expectation, our imagination when we're a child and what we hope or think love looks like. And then when we're married, we're like, oh, <laughs> wait a second. Hold on. Okay. I have to work at this. This isn't like all sunshine and rainbows. There's, there's, there's a lot here. But then also when they got married in her speech, she said, Chandler, you're my soulmate. And I was like, wait a minute. You just said you don't believe in soulmates. And then anyways, sorry, that was like my wife. So basically the writers, they totally fucked that up. <laughs> so you're really just I, well I don't know okay friends fans we can please tell me all the errors because there's more I'm, we're not talking about this today um, maybe we can do like an Amy only episode where I just sit and talk about friends and Amanda like yawns and stares at me like I'm a psychopath I think a couple things you choose mm-hmm. like, you know your families you're born into them mm-hmm. you do not always choose them yes you do I know <laughs> I knew you were going to go in that direction I can you can say your spirit yes I know that aspect sure fine pre you come into this life you selected it because that's what you need your soul's journey yada 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 I know but I think that for example but what you can choose is how you choose to embrace your life and how to walk it exactly and that is your choice. And I think you can choose the people you want to have in your life. You can choose your friends. You can choose your partner. And you can also choose when you've outgrown. Mm-hmm. But I also think, you know, if we're talking about marriage and relationships, and obviously I've been in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. um, we choose each other. And there's days where I want to strangle him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Or there's sometimes been moments where... It's hard mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work. And he would say the exact same thing about me where some days like I drive him crazy or, you know, we have a full love language on Instagram of just memes <laughs> of just like, you know, the guy, the husband making a joke about how his wife just has to make the big noises and is a backseat driver <laughs> like the whole time. And like, you know, the things that are comical that you relate to. But staying married is hard because it's easier in my in my opinion Mm -hmm. sometimes i think it's easier to leave i'm not saying that it's easier and that you shouldn't because i do think that there's definitely cases where you 150 percent should Mm -hmm. or you've outgrown each other or you just simply have kind of fallen out of love and it's just not the best for you anymore but i do think that to stay and work through things is challenging Mm -hmm. but Every relationship, like, I don't know, I can just speak from my personal experience. There have been months where we're, it's hard and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And my partner would say the same thing about me mm-hmm. sitting here. But then we work through things and we have, you know, these amazing moments where we are each other's rock. Yeah. Like ride or die. And I'm always going to be ride or die for him, like always, no matter what. But 
it ebbs and flows. Exactly. Just like any relationship. So like anything. your marriage or that your long-term partner relationship is always going to be rainbows and butterflies. And I'm sorry. Maybe I'm the skeptic. But anyone that claims or it's always so perfect and we never fight, you're either... There's something wrong if you're never fighting, in my opinion. I agree. Not that you should be fighting all the time, but no one's saying how they actually feel. Right. And so then shit's getting swept under the rug and it will find a way to rear its head. It might not be for, you know, years even. Yep. Multiple years, but it will show. Mm-hmm. So it's important to make sure that you're communicating. And when you stop sort of maybe fighting for things or not like ugly fighting, but just hey, this matters to me. Like, I need you to see my perspective. That to me is scary because then no one's that person. Well, what I think we don't talk about is how duality exists in all things in life. So where you find love, you will also find pain and anger and uncomfortable growth and things that you don't want to do. But yet we found love. We just think we just cling on to that. And then when times get tough, it's really hard to comprehend because we think, we thought it should be always love and supportive when it's not always like that. And to learn is uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. And to grow with someone is uncomfortable sometimes. And so creating space to be like, I think this is something that even the younger generations, you know, should understand about love and that you're right when we said at the beginning that when you're looking for a partner it's really important that you feel whole first and you're not leaning on that person for completion. Yeah. yeah. And you also understand like we're going to grow together. If I'm going to plan on being with this person for like decades and decades and decades in my life, I have to be willing to understand that they're probably going to change a bit and I'm probably going to change a bit and we're going to have ups and downs. Yeah. And sometimes you're just not going to be on the same wavelength. Totally. It's going to have to acknowledge that, that you might grow at slightly different stages. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lifetime, right? It's not just like a long time moment. You have to be willing to accept that, hey, my partner's going through stuff and it's not very convenient for me right now. But <laughs> like, you know, that's what I signed up for and I'm here to like support them. And also sometimes a partner might tell you what you don't want to hear. Yeah. That's honestly, if they're doing that, hopefully in a nice way, but it should mean it's coming from a place of love. Totally. And honestly, if they do love you, they should be honest with you. A hundred percent. Even through the hard stuff. Totally. I think about, you know, what spirit has shown me about love when I get the privilege of experiencing emotional transfer within my sessions and understanding like all the depths of love that exist in relationships. I get to see that stuff. And it's it's incredibly powerful, you know, to love someone unconditionally. So one thing I'm going to just highlight, because you said emotional transfer. Mm-hmm. So for someone that's listening that might not necessarily understand that, what you mean by that is that when you're having a session, you pick up on someone's energy and their actual emotions. So you can sometimes feel them, even though they're not your own, but it helps you articulate through spirit. That's right. I just to clarify that. Yeah. So spirit will make me feel how they feel or felt at a specific time and place in their life up to the moment I'm connecting with them in spirit. They'll also make me feel how my client feels or felt at a specific time and place in their life up to the moment that I'm connecting with them. And they'll also make me feel how current influences in their life make them feel. And yeah. so I can actually, I can cry. I can cry during a session. I can, I can also get really invested in something. Like I can really feel like the angst and the pressure and like the importance of what I'm saying because they'll give me full spectrum understanding of like I get to 
experience emotions of another person and understand them because they show me their memories and why they feel like that in 0.2 seconds. It's like, it's incredible experience. And so I... Can I ask, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) Like, I mean, I avoid that. I mean, I, I resisted that, you know, my whole life, right? Where I had this idea of what... I thought love was and it was like so pure and it would finally make me happy. And then when I had all those things, I realized I had to really look inward. And then when I did that, I realized that there was so much vulnerability in me and I was scared to tap into that, which most people are. And as soon as I did, which was incredibly uncomfortable, it was also so freeing and it freed me up to be able to be open to all the layers of love that exist out there and rationalize all the layers of, you know, the idea of somebody, I get it. I get why somebody would have a twin flame relationship. I get why someone would say that someone's their soulmate. I get why people would get divorced without reason or with reason. I get why people have reason to get divorced, but stay together for 80 years. Like I get all of those things because I get to experience them. And, you know, love is the lo- the most magical thing in the whole entire world because we are love and you know we think about not just in a romantic state but what we give to others is very very important but we also have to give that back to ourselves too we don't love ourselves as much as we love other things yeah. everything outside of me thing will make me and happy this a lot thing of people have things they don't like themselves oh god yeah. so having to learn to say you don't like about yourself well that sounds brutal that's shit. <laughs> so like, no, thank you. For my reason, I shouldn't say right reason, but for that reason, a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like Valentine's Day and holidays, I I mean, I love a good occasion, you know, like give me a good theme and I'm like completely here for it. So, but I've never been like a big, like. Ugh, me either. <laughs> you know what? Like, I mean, I love a good theme, but. Yeah, but it's just a Hallmark called, you know, and. I sort of feel like I'm like this now that I'm older and I've dead inside. (laughs) A little dead inside, but I also have been married for a long time. And it's funny. We were talking, my husband and I, we were talking, we were having dinner earlier in the week. And I was like, hey, because it was like February. I was like, somehow Valentine's came up. I was like, oh my God, I forgot. It's like Valentine's. What are you going to do for me? And he's like, what are you going to do for me? I'm like, oh, remember when we first started? <laughs> you like showed up in this huge white box of these uh, crazy long stem red roses. He's like, I always get you flowers. I was like, yeah, well, you better not stop. Like, you know, kind of funny because that's like, now we're just at this place of sort of joking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of joking about like, I don't really need that stuff anymore. No. So we can sort of like joke around about it. Yeah. But then at the same time, if he didn't bring me flowers on Valentine's Day, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, totally. I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But I, I don't need that. Because like, you know, I think when you're younger, and especially when you're in a new relationship, sometimes those things kind of matter. But like when somebody stays by you and through mm-hmm. things or hard stuff and the good stuff. Mm-hmm. When they show up for you, that's kind of when you're like, oh, that's real love. Yeah, I get it. You know? Yep. Well, that's love. That's it. Yeah. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Okay. Well, on that. Okay. Bye, everyone. See you later.